Hey, this is Reverend Larry Pettiford with Hope in the Word Podcast, kicking it with you in Phoenix, Arizona. It is my mission to have an impact for Christ and dedicated to winning souls for Christ, bringing hope through God's Word, no matter what you are going through. Remember, Romans 10, 17 says, faith come by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. You need some faith, you need the Word. Visit our website, www.hopeinthewordministries.com. We do a live Sunday broadcast, 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time, coming live from Phoenix, Arizona. Also, just check our website out. You'll find everything about myself, my lovely wife, Reverend Yvonne Pettiford on there. Hopeinthewordministry.com. Check it out. Hey, do me a favor. While you're on our podcast, hit the subscribe button. Share it with others. Share this podcast with others. And remember, don't quit. There's hope. A miracle is waiting for you. Be blessed. Praise the Lord, everyone. Praise the Lord. This is Reverend Larry Pettiford with Hope in the Word Ministry Podcast. I'm so excited today. We're kicking off the first podcast, 2022. Hallelujah. September. Praise be to God. I pray that this ministry, this podcast will be a blessing to you, will encourage you to give your life to Christ, number one, to live for him. Amen. No matter what you're facing, going through in life, the answer is Jesus. Yes, it is. So will you do me a favor before we get into this podcast? Touch, tag, share, hit the sub button, the sub subscription button. Let people know about this. We're also going to be on uh, iTunes. Yes, we are. You can check us out on there as well. And uh, so God is opening up doors. So as we do that, we'll be on Spotify as well. So check us out. Do me that favor. Amen. So this is Hope in the Word Ministry Podcast with your host, Reverend Larry Pettiford. As I said, this is a podcast that wants to bring hope through God's Word. That's where the answer is. I really believe it without a doubt. So this day, I want to get into God's Word and bring you some hope already. Hope in God's Word. I always say no word, no hope. You get some word, you'll get some hope. Amen. Come on, y'all talk to the Rev out there. Go to our website, www.hopeinthewordministries.com. You can check everything out about me, myself, my lovely wife, who tags teams with me in the ministry. Amen. We broadcast live every Sunday morning, 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time, live from Phoenix, Arizona. Yes, yes, yes. The Valley of the S-U-N, but we serve the S-O-N, the Son of God. So this day, I want to share a scripture out of uh, John chapter 4. I'm going to be reading verse 27 through 30, and then I'm going to hop over to verse 39. John chapter 4, verse 27 through 30, and then I'm going to hop over to verse 39. Let us pick it up in the Gospel of John, verse 27. Then Jesus, his disciples, returned and were surprised to find him talking with a woman. But no one asked, what do you want? Or why are you talking with her? Then leaving her water jar, the woman went back to the town and said to the people, Come see a man 
who told me everything I ever did. Could this be the Christ? Verse 30. They came out of the town and made their way toward him. Now verse 39. Many of the Samaritans from the town believed in him because of the woman's testimony. Listen to that. Many of the Samaritans believed in Jesus because of the woman's testimony. He told me everything I ever did. Oh, Lord, bless the reading of your holy word this day. Hey, I want to just briefly talk about take off your mask and tell your testimony. Yes, yes, yes. Take off your mask and tell your testimony. I believe that it will encourage you, but as the host of this Hope in the Word ministry podcast, I want to share a Reader Digest version of my testimony. Those of you I see on my Facebook, I mean PlayStation audience, you can see me in person. Those of you listening on the podcast, you can't, but I have a mask on my face, a stocking cap. And usually I would pray about right here, which I will go ahead and do. Father God, use your servant. Bless me. Speak through me to be a witness to your people. In Jesus' name, amen. And then as you would open your eyes, you would see I have this mask on. And when I accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, he said, Larry, you got to take that mask off. I said, all right, Lord. Then I pulled it halfway up. And Jesus said, you can't go halfway. You got to go all the way. Take it off. So I took it off. And many of you need to take off your mask. You've been hiding. You're not here listening to this podcast by accident. No, you're not. No, you're not. God ordained for you to tune in. That's why I say share it with others as well. Take off your mask and tell your testimony. It's hard hiding behind the mask all the time. Amen. Here's just a brief story of my testimony, how I came to know Jesus, you can go to our website. You can uh, order my book that gets in great detail about it. But uh, I'm from Indiana, came out of high school, uh, playing basketball, went to a school in Kansas, a junior college there. It was long enough there, I tell people to have a cup of coffee. I was there about two and a half months. The young lady I dated from my hometown was attending Arizona State University. We kept in contact with each other. So I uh, told her, hey, I'm tired of college. I'm tired of playing basketball. Come and pick me up. She came and got me, arrived in Arizona, continued to party, get high, turned her on to the drugs and alcohol, speed the story up even more. We ended up getting married. We had two sons together. Now we're uh, living at the Grand Canyon, worked there for three years, then moved back to Phoenix. And I found something really changing in our relationship. I found myself starting to come more and more physically and verbally abusive with her. And when I say physically, folks, I'm talking about literally trying to knock her head off her shoulders. This went on for a period of years, and we ended up getting divorced. And just before that, uh, we separated for a minute. And she was living with her mother. Then we get divorced. And now we're divorced. I found out she was going to a party. And I told myself, no, she's not going to no party. I'm going to go out there and kill her. So I ride out there, climb through a window. And I remember we kept a hunting knife in a drawer. It was about 12 inches long. 
I grabbed the hunting knife, hide in the closet, drunk, waiting on her to come in from the party. And I was going to just start stabbing her. Seemed like it took forever, so I said, I'll come back later. I opened the door, turned down the hall, and ran smack into her mom. Knife fell out of my hand. I grabbed her mom, and I, I began choking her, choking the life out of her. I believe in another 10 to 20 seconds, she would have been dead. But it was something that hit me. If I fell off of her, came to my right mind for that split second, I said, man, what did I try to do? I ran, long story even shorter. They gave me probation for that. So I go back to Indiana for about four or five months, and believe it or not, me and Mike's wife kept in contact, and we was like, you know what, we can make things work. I said, yeah, so I come back to Arizona. <clears throat> we get an apartment together, and I always tell people Friday night into Saturday morning, Saturday afternoon, Saturday evening, imagine someone beating you two whole days. She woke up black and blue Sunday morning, and she said, I need to go to the store. And literally, the store was like across the street. So I was like, go ahead. So I'm sitting in there. About 20 minutes went by. I said, oh, my gosh, she didn't go to the store. She went and called the police. So I get in my car, take off. I get about three miles down the road. And I hear a voice as clear as all of you hearing me on my podcast on PlayStation 4. And it said, turn around and go back. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Let me get comfortable. Turn around and go back. So, hey, I mean, I heard the voice. I didn't know what it was. I turned around and went back. Sure enough, there was the police, the sheriffs. You're under arrest. Those words were starting to sound, oh, so familiar to me. Been in and out of jail so many times. Handcuffs on me so many times. I was happy. And I was sad. I can't describe it. Somebody may know what I'm talking about. I knew I didn't have to run no more, but I knew I was going to prison. I just was going to deal with whatever came my way. Long story shorter, I arrived at the jail and they sentenced me to five years in the Arizona Department of Corrections. Five years. Boy, it seemed like a hundred years. I was like, whoa, five years. So, just before you get to prison, there's a place in Arizona called Alhambra. It's a little holding cell. They give you your booking number and everything there. And they let you out for one hour of the day, what they call recreation time. And I was in that little cell, me and a, a gentleman. I never seen his face. He was rolled over to the other side. Didn't he never see him move? So they opened the door. They said recreation time. There was a bookstore and it was also a chapel. So I said, I'm going to go in here and get me some sports book, come back to my cell and read that. Little did I know, I got there and I grabbed a book off the shelf called From Prison to Praise by Merlin Carruthers. Never forget it. I'm like, why am I getting this book when I came to get some sports book? But there's a scripture in the Bible that talks about many are the plans of a man's heart. But the Lord directs his steps. Many are the plan. See, you wasn't planning on listening to this podcast this day. You weren't planning on tuning in on Spotify, iTunes, or PlayStation 4. But God, oh, bless his holy name this day, ordained for you to be here. He loved you that much. Yes, he did. To set you down to park. Don't go nowhere. Fasten yourself in. He's speaking to you right now. Don't let the devil twist your mind. 
Hey, 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 take off your mask and tell your testimony. That's what I'm talking about. So I grab that book. I get back to my cell. I begin to read it. And the gentleman's sharing his testimony like I'm sharing mine with you. Yes, yes, yes. And at the end of the book, it told me how to receive this Jesus, how to have a personal relationship with this Christ, how to know when I die where I'm going to spend eternity. So I got on my knees and I'm crying, tears streaming down my face. Mm, hallelujah. And I looked over at the gentleman that was in the cell because I, I, I still had a mask on. I didn't want him to see me crying, wondering what was going on. But, but I needed a change in my life. Like somebody's listening to me. You need a change in your life. Yes, you do. So I got on my knees and I said that simple prayer that was at the end of the book, Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sins. Some of you need to say that. Repent. Repent means to turn away from the sin you're walking towards and turn around to this holy God who provided a way through Christ on the cross. He died for you. Live for him. Yes, yes, yes. So I got on my knees and I said that prayer, Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sins. I believe that Jesus Christ is the only way to heaven. I believe he died on the cross for my sins. I confess with my mouth and believe in my heart in the Lord Jesus and that you raised him from the dead, God. Thank you for saving me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. And then I said, give me a Christian roommate, Father, someone to help me understand your word in Jesus' name. And I got up. I hope somebody said that prayer right there. We're all going to die. Where are you going to spend eternity? You're not going to float around. You're not going to live forever. Nobody lives forever. Even the people in the Bible is not here. I preach hard, but I preach the truth. I don't have time to play, and neither do you. So I got up. I arrived at prison. The first uh, gentleman I had as a cellmate, I'll never forget, he said, man, I'm not into that Christianity stuff. I was like, man, this isn't the guy I prayed for. A couple months later, he got released, got home. I get another gentleman, uh, a guy named Richard Taylor. And I'll never forget, I was on the top bunk, and he was on the bottom, and he looked up. He said, you read the Bible? And I was like, yeah, I, I was lying. I still had the mask halfway up. Uh, I just started, just gave my life to Christ. And he said, yeah, I'm a Christian, I'm backslidden, I messed up, that's why I'm back in prison. This gentleman, Richard Taylor, began to disciple me. I started going to church with him, Bible study. We would stay up to 2 or 3 in the morning, and he was pour God's word into me. And I was like a sponge, just absorbing it. First time I had life, real life in my life. Oh, yeah, hallelujah. Mm. And then one night, I decided to get baptized, so I made arrangements with the prison chaplain, and I got baptized, and they brought me up out of the water, and all the other inmates, how you feel? I was lying, oh, I feel great, great, praise the Lord, hallelujah. No, I felt discouraged. I felt mad because I thought something was supposed to happen, you know, maybe heaven opened, God speak to me again clearly, and nothing happened. So I get back to my cell that night, and I was laying there tossing and turning, crying, like I said, hurt, discouraged. And all of a sudden, all of you under the sound of my voice, I hear this clear voice that now I know was the Holy Spirit of God. And it said, my son, my son, three times. And I couldn't stop it. And it said it again, my son, my son. So finally, I just surrendered. Yes. And somebody needs to surrender now and say, yes, Lord, speak. 
Speak, God, speak. I need to hear from you, God. The devil's twisting my mind, scrambling my brain like eggs. But speak, God, speak. I need to hear from you. I bind that spirit of suicide from somebody. You're thinking about suicide. Spirit of confusion, loosen them in the name of Jesus. So I lay there, and this is what the Spirit of God said. Don't you worry about your time. Don't you worry about your family. I'm going to use you in a lot of ways, Larry. And I've been out of prison 25 plus years now. A short story of my testimony. Glory be to God. I worked as the chaplain of the Arizona State men's basketball team for eight years, pastor of the church for three years, associated pastor for about 20 years at a church, traveled the country, been to India, Singapore, preaching this gospel of Jesus Christ. Now me and my uh, lovely wife have an online ministry called Hope in the Word Ministry. You can check us out, as I said, every Sunday morning, 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time on YouTube. PlayStation 4, uh, Facebook, just started the podcast today, Hope in the Word Ministry podcast, all glory be to God, I'm excited, it's for His glory, not mine, He is using me in a lot of ways, got a lot of health trouble, so I can't do the things I want to do, so now He's got us doing an online ministry, almost four years, and I said today is the kickoff of our podcast, and I'm excited, hit the subscribe button. Share it with someone else. Would you do that for me? Hope in the Word Ministry podcast. Yes, yes. I'm Reverend Larry Pettifer. I just be real, not real fancy with words. I just share it from my heart. And most of all, share from the Word of God. In that scripture I read to you, this woman, Jesus had an encounter with her, told her everything about herself. Then she ran back to the village and said, come and meet a man who told me everything about myself. Because she had eight, I believe it was eight husbands, the Bible said. Let me go there to get it correct. Uh, uh, it said Jesus was talking with a woman. And then she left her water jar. And verse 29 says, she said, come and see you man who told me everything I ever did. Could this be the Christ? Because see, the fact is, Jesus said in verse 18 in that chapter, you have five husbands. The man you now live with is not your husband. What you have said is quite true. She had to take off her mask. And when she took it off, she went back and told those in the village what Christ had done for her. See, this woman's testimony changed a village. Your testimony will do the same. But you got to receive Christ, number one. Maybe you know him and just been what we call backslidden, got away. You're not living for him, not serving him. And you need to get back in line, get back in your rightful place, and take off that mask and start telling people what Christ has done for you. They need to hear it because they feel like they're the only ones that want to kill themselves. They feel like they're the only ones depressed. They feel like they're the only ones having an affair. They feel like they're the only ones having an alcohol problem. They feel like they're the only one that got a drug problem. Push me, Holy Ghost. They feel like they're the only one that there's, there's, there's no hope. But there is hope, and that hope comes through Jesus Christ. Yes, it does. Give your life to him. Live for him. Serve him. 
Take off your mask and tell your testimony. Somebody needs to hear your testimony today. They need to know that you're living for Christ and you need to start praying for them. The same God that turned your life around will turn their life around. <clears throat> yes, he will. Yes, he will. Yes, he will. Now, when I was in India preaching the gospel, after I was over there with, uh, there was 13 of us, professional athletes, former professional athletes, and we got back on the bus. I had just shared my testimony like I did earlier with you. And one of the persons that was in there, the service, comes running on our bus and said, I need to speak to him, speak to him. And I'm looking around, everybody looking around, and then he was pointing at me. So he comes and he says, thank you for sharing your testimony. I, last night, I went home and told my wife and my mother that I was in prison. Now, I don't know where he told them he was for that period of three years. Maybe he told them he was in the service. I don't know. But he said, through you sharing your testimony gave me the freedom to tell them. Oh, hallelujah. Boy, y'all getting me excited. I wish I could run through this microphone. Yes, yes, yes. See, testimony will, will encourage people. Will bring them hope. You know, in Revelations, let me read this to you. Revelations chapter 12, verse 11 says this. They overcame him. Him is Satan. So I'll read it like this. They overcame him. They overcame Satan by the blood of the lamb, the blood of Jesus, and by the word of their testimony. Hallelujah. They did not love their lives so much as to shrink from death. But they overcame him, overcame the devil by the blood of Jesus and by the word of their testimony. You need to tell your testimony. As I said, those of you who can see me on PlayStation, YouTube, take off your mask and tell your testimony. Those on PlayStation and YouTube also apologize for the music in the background. I couldn't find my phone to turn that off, but it'll be off next week. Take off your mask and tell your testimony. One time I was at the Phoenix airport, got back from a speaking engagement, and I'm waiting outside for my ride, and a gentleman pulls up in a taxi and gets out, and he starts telling me, oh, bless the Lord, hallelujah. I'm like, wow, this guy just don't even know me, and he's praising the Lord. Well, God bless you, praise the Lord. So he's all excited, and uh, I give him one of my CDs of my testimony and my booklet, and the next night, I get a call, and it's him. Didn't sound like praise the Lord, hallelujah. It was like, hey, you don't remember me. I was a taxi cab driver who pulled up, and I need some prayer. So he takes off his mask. He starts telling me. He said, man, while I'm driving this taxi cab, I go around, I pick up prostitutes, have sex with them. I do drugs while I'm driving. See, he's taken off his testimony by reading my testimony, what God did in my life. Now he feels free to really be transparent and tell what's going on in his life. Oh, I'm talking to somebody. I'm not for everybody, and this podcast isn't for everybody, but it's for somebody. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Oh, preach, Reverend. I'm preaching. Just say it. Preach, black man, preach. I'm doing the best I can. Oh, glory be to God this day. Mm, mm, mm. See, a lot of people know what Jesus did on the cross, but do they know what Jesus has done in your life? 
Take off your mask and tell your testimony. I said a lot of people know what Jesus did on the cross. But do they know what he's done in your life? You're a secret agent, Christian. You just praise the Lord when you're around Christians and don't want to be around when you're at work, a co-worker. You know Jesus, man. I don't know nothing about Jesus, man. You know, you want to be cool, slick, willy. I don't know what you want to do. But you got to stand up. Jesus said, if you deny me before man, I'll deny you before my Father in heaven. You got to be bold. Be you. But be bold. Be the person God created you to be. See, and number one, man, I don't want to go to hell. My Bible talks about a hell. You can believe it or not, but you'll find out when you die. There's no exits there. There's no second chances. It's not the TV show, the game show. Let's make a deal. You can't make a deal now. You heard the gospel. I don't know what you did with it when you heard it. But man, if I was you, like I, I was 30 years old before I gave my life to Christ. Love partying, love having affairs, love stealing. And then I heard about this Christ who could change my life. They wanted to give this reverend, this brother, 50 years to life. Let me say that again. Somebody didn't hear me speak louder in the mic. They wanted to give this reverend 50 years to life. Yes, they did. But God, oh, bless his name. He turned the situation around. Oh, bless his name. That's why I preach the way I do. That's why I get excited. I may start even crying because I know what he can do. If he did it for me, he'll do it for you because he's not a respecter of persons. No, he's not. Trust in him. Believe in him. See, we need to learn to speak God's word. Be salt and light. Present the gospel. Stay on Jesus. Yes, yes, yes. Hallelujah. Because present means to introduce somebody. If I say present Jesus, you're introducing Christ. Let me introduce you to this man who turned my life around. His name is Jesus, the son of the living God. The Alpha and the Omega. The beginning and the end. Yes, yes, yes. He's everywhere. He's omnipresent. He will come where you at. Late in the midnight hour. Don't tell me where he won't. Showed up too many times late in the midnight hour for this reverend. 30 operations. 40 pounds later. On dialysis. Heart surgery. Oh, bless his name. That's why I get excited. His name is Jesus. Oh, bless his name. Boy, this podcast is shaking some people up already. We just into the first day. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. I got many things to share from the word of God that will help you, encourage you, bless you, challenge you to live for Jesus. Yes, it will. Hallelujah. A mask. Let me tell you about a mask. A mask worn is worn to conceal one's identity to disguise oneself. And that's what I did. But let me tell you how I got the story of the mask. While I'm in prison, a gentleman in the Aryan Brotherhood, about 6'6", about 240, built like a rock. One day, I had a single cell at this time now. He comes to my cell, white dude, and I'm black, comes to my cell, shuts the door, and I'm thinking, oh, Lord Jesus. And I'm sitting down. He's standing over me, pointing his finger, said, I've been watching you. 
I've been watching you for a long time, and I'm saying to myself, man, it ain't going down like this. You're not bending this reverend over. No, you're not. Fight, scrape, whatever I got to do if I got to die, but you, it ain't doing that. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Come on, get a little sense of humor in there. And he said, I've been watching you a long time. He said, I've been in here about 20 years now, and I see a lot of people play with the word of God. But he said, I see you a man of God. That's the exact word. I see you a man of God. And he started telling me the troubles that were going on. He said, I need some prayer. Will you pray for me? And like I told you, the first thing I always do, I said, man, number one, you need to repent and give your life to Christ. Live for Jesus. And he's like, yeah, no, no. I said, no, you need to repent and give your life to Jesus. I said, I'm going to pray for you. I emphasize that, folks, because we're all going to die. And I don't want you to go to hell when you could have went to heaven. That's why I'm adamant about this. So I prayed for the gentleman. Two days later, I'm walking around the track in prison, and he comes up in the middle of everybody, runs up to me, hugging me. Thank you, thank you. Everything you prayed for got answered. I want to thank you. I'm excited for him, but I said, you still need to give your life to Jesus. Who am I talking to? You need to give your life to Jesus. Somebody on the podcast right now, give your life to Christ. Somebody watching me lie, give your life to Jesus. Give your life to Jesus. Give your life to Jesus. Be the best decision you ever made in your life. It's the greatest miracle of all when someone gives their life to Jesus. Romans 10, 9 says this in the Bible. That if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart in the Lord Jesus and that God raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. You've got to confess. I'm going to ask you to say this prayer with me now. If you really mean it, Christ will really come to your heart. That's what I did in the prison cell by myself. Tears streaming down my face. Got tired of the life I was living. Are you tired of the life you're living? Say this prayer. It's not much as the words if you really mean it. It's a simple prayer. It goes like this. Repeat after me. Dear Heavenly Father, I come in the name of Jesus. I'm a sinner and can't save myself. Forgive me, God, of my sins. Help me to live for you. I confess with my mouth and I believe in my heart in the Lord Jesus and that you did raise him from the dead. Thank you for saving me, God. Thank you for giving me eternal life. Help me understand your word as I read it now. Fill me fresh of your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Hey, if you said that prayer and really mean it, go to my website, hopeinthewordministry.com. Click on contact. Let the reverend know. If you need a Bible, I'll send you one free of charge. I said if you need a Bible because you need the word of God. Oh, yes, you do. I'll send it to you. If you know someone that needs a Bible out there, go to my contact page, Hope in the Word Ministries, Ministries, Hope in the Word, W-O-R-D, Ministries.com. Click on contact. Give me their address. I'll send it free of charge. Check our website out anyway. All the information's on there about the ministry, what we're doing. We're live every Sunday morning, like I said, at 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time, live from Phoenix, Arizona. 
I thank God for this podcast. I give you the glory, Father. I bless you. Those watching live, those listening now, dear God, move up on their hearts. God, you know who's lost, who's saved, how the enemy's got some bound. I come against that spirit of confusion, doubt, suicide, depression, financial difficulties. Loosen those people right now in Jesus' name. Satan, you have no say so. God, I give you the glory. Holy Spirit, move as only you can do. Through each device I'm using here. God, I give you the praise, honor, and glory. And it's in your name I pray, the precious, wonderful name of Jesus. Amen, amen, amen. Hey, y'all keep the hope. Hit the sub button. Hit the like button on PlayStation, on Hope in the Word Ministry podcast. As I say, we're on iTunes, Spotify, HopeInTheWordMinistry.com. Coming live at you. Preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. I want to bring you hope. And that hope is in God's word. Don't you give up. You're too close to a miracle. And remember this. Don't quit. There's hope. A miracle is waiting for you. Keep the faith. Peace. I'm out of here. Hey, just a reminder. Don't forget to visit our website, www.hopeinthewordministries.com. Share it with others as well. And also, hit that sub button, that subscribe button for me. Come on, come on. Right now, hit it. Share that with others as well. And you be blessed.